Hey, church, how's it going? All right? All good? Um, do you mind if I stand down here? Is that all right? Okay, sweet. All good. Thank you. Oh. Just for my phone to sit before my notes and the Bible on it too, all right? So I'm a bit of new school. And, and I'm actually new to it as well, okay? Um, so, um, first of all, I just want to uh, give praise and glory uh, to our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ, uh, for this opportunity. And uh, what a blessing it is to be here. Oh, yeah, I'm weeping already. Look at this. Soft. I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, uh, also for um, uh, John, thank you for the opportunity, um, and, and your wife as well, for the opportunity for um, to be here today. Um, um, my, I'm actually from Celebration Centre, okay, um, so I want to give praise and, um, and just give honour to um, Murray and Nancy, um, and also um, Andrew and Anne-Marie uh, for the, um, I suppose, yeah, impact that I've had in, in my life even before I knew it, okay, with the Ground Zero and the youth stuff, so it's awesome. Um, uh, I'm getting emotional, okay. <laughs> um, I just want to make mention here too, um, uh, there's actually a bit of connection here uh, with um, uh, Nigel and of course um, Wendy that's gone uh, to be with the Lord and I honour you, Nigel. Um, so that's cool. And um, also my wife that's put up with me all these, all these times. <laughs> Far out. God's good. God's good. Um... Uh, and also that my family and friends have come to watch, uh, well, not watch, but, you know, um, support me, because this is nerve-wracking, okay? So, um, yeah, thank you for that. Um, pretty much, hey, my name's Kau Ipiha. Um I've been with the Lord now for about 11 years, 11 and a half years. Um, I've got um, three beautiful kids, um, and uh, they range for all, my oldest daughter over there with Delane. Hello, how you going? Just showing you up. Um, and then um, Tekaha and Hawaii, um, our youngest one. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much pretty much the intro side. And you know what? I'm not really good by structure, so I'm just going off course. Right. Um, <clears throat> um, just to give you a bit of a heads up, so um, my childhood um, upbringing was um, my mum and dad did the best they could with what they knew. Okay, and um, I, I I truly believe that um, you know people look at us or you know people um, can see you know it's it's not normality and I can see how I grew up wasn't normal. Okay, uh, I, um, it, my father loved me. Uh, he really strived for me to be the best at everything that um, he, well he put me to actually. <laughs> um, sports. I was very sporty. I was very. Um, um, in all sports, athletics, rugby league, touch, um, uh, different mixed martial arts, um, and, I, I, and I had to be the best. That's the reality. I had to be the best. If you weren't the best, mate, you just look in my dad's eyes and you know you're in trouble when you get home, okay? Um, so my childhood, you know, um, I had to be a high achiever. Um, I was brought up around um, a lot of violence, um, domestic violence, um, Thank you, Lord. 
the thing about me is it's not a self-pity thing. The reason I'm a bit weepy is that um, all glory to God, where I am today. Um, so you're brought up in domestic violence, uh, violent, um, you know, um, traumatic stuff, and um, it, it really imprinted a hate and anger in me as a kid. Uh, even, you know, seven, eight, plotting to kill your dad, you know? Like, uh, um, and, um, not knowing God, didn't be, um, have, you know, wasn't brought up in a, in a church family, of course, because, man, I imagine if it was, Jingus. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I went through some hard times and stuff uh, as a childhood. Um, you know, the parties that you saw, I was, a, I was a child, you know, kid, the parties that you saw literally were like the Once We Warriors movies that you've seen. And, uh, you know, have a toy out on the front paddock looking in the state house, and there's a big brawl. You know, and uh, you know those sort of things, which which brings a lot of trauma. I suppose I've noticed in, in life later on in life, uh, but back then it was normal. Right? So you just you just think that's normal. Um, however, um, you know, um, on that note, um, they're still together, and um, my mum and dad, um, they know of the Lord because we tell them every time we see them. Um, <laughs> But I tell you what uh, gave me a lot of hope is that there was no exit plan for my mum and dad in their marriage. Uh, everything else was messed up, yes, maybe, but they remained together. And there was no exit plan. And that has always stood with me. When there's a problem in the home or problem in your, in your, within your marriage, there's no exit plan. You stick at it, and uh, I, I believe that God's blessing I will be upon it, no matter what circumstances you're going through. So, praise God for that. Uh, life before Christ, I'm, I'm growing up, 11 to 14 years. I'm to 11 to 14. Um, you know, uh, getting into mischief. So, Dave Diggs talk about rat bags, you know. Um, yeah, I was a rat bag, you know. Um, but it was a product of the, uh, the growing up and the stuff that I witnessed, the stuff that I saw. So, you know, I was very, um, I was an angry young fella, uh, violent young fella, and just wanted to be cool, you know. I used to see when I was young, gangsters, you know, tattooed all up, uh, patches, V8s, motorbikes, that's what drew me to that. I was like, oh, V8s, motorbikes, you know, Harleys too, okay, no jappers. <laughs> and uh, anyway, I'll put that out there. Um, <laughs> But um, so what comes with that is a lot, you draw a lot of that negative um, uh, people around you, um, the, the environment, the atmosphere, and you start becoming um, who you hang around. And that's a big scripture I, I put to a lot of our, our men today is, um, you know, bad company corrupts good character. So we've got to make sure who we hang around um, is, you know, that's what we're going to become, okay? Um, so, yep, I was, you know, all from 11 to 14, I was fighting men and getting hidings, okay? I was. And, and it was awesome, to be honest, at the time, because I was like, ah, no one can give me a bigger hiding than my dad, you know? So, you know, let's take on the world. Um, and that birthed into other bits and pieces of, of, of my life and journey, which just added to the same thing. And there was a big, big, big downfall effect. 
15 to 19 years. Uh, you know, same sort of thing, but 16, however, I met my beautiful wife now. Now, at the time, um, far out. my wife is 11 years older than me, whanau, okay? And I tell you now, I thought I was the man, okay? <laughs> 16, and I've got a woman 11 years older than me. What's up? That's all I thought. <laughs> um, so God, you know, he, you know, like I say, far out is awesome. And, uh, of course, you know, um, I met my wife with her beautiful um, daughter, Jakiah. Um, you know, she's not my stepdaughter, she's my daughter, so I see her, embrace her. And, um, you know, uh, it was a rocky battle. I was 16 trying to be a father. I didn't even know how to look after myself. Um, and also trying to be, a, a, I suppose, a, a, a partner, a, a man to, uh, you know, be the man of the home. Um, and, you know, um, in that as well, my wife's, you know, 27 at that stage, and um, she's already, you know, jumped through hurdles and, you know, done all that sort of stuff. So I'm, I'm sort of contending with past hurts, and you know, same with myself, we just both hurt people in this world that didn't know how to channel it or where to go to or where to run to. But the answer was Jesus. So, um, you know, um, we went through, you know, uh, parties, relationship issues, and we didn't know, you know, trust insecurities. Um, I was pretty much hopeless holding out a job because I get angry every time, you know. Boss said, "No, you can't do that. I oh, get buggered, you know, whatever." Not those words, but more worse. Um, <laughs> but you know, uh, and then I'll go home to my wife and said, "Oh, I got made redundant again, love." But really, I got fired. So, where's the redundancy pay? I don't know. So, um, so it was just an ongoing effect of what, what has happened in my life. Um, and, you know, at the time, you know, Jesus brings things and he makes it clear, you know, as, you, as, as you're walking with Christ and he, he brings clarity to the things that you've been through and to the, where you are now and to where, you, you know, the direction of where you're heading. And, you know, I, I, was, I was a compulsive liar because uh, you had to lie to cover up all sorts of things, you know. Um, steel car, the whole shebang, you know. And, um you know, cheater, you know, um, everything the world had to offer, what Satan tries to, you know, divide, you know, cause division, destroy, kill. And, you know, everything that he had to offer, I was grabbing out of his bucket. But, you know, sweet, I'll grab that, yeah, I'll grab that, without me knowing what I was grabbing. And the effect of that is turmoil, really. Um, no freedom, bound in chains, walking around heavy, you know, um, wrapped around your own selfish desires, your own selfish needs. Um, so that, that, that was that. Um, and then we got to finding... Now, John fifteen sixteen. okay? I just want to read this. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. However, you know, in that itself, it's, um, you know, we are, we are chosen, all of us, we are chosen. We are chosen by him. And, you know, there's many seasons that we're up and we're down. But, you know, in the down season and up seasons, we give him glory, give him praise, and we thank you for these trials and, and what's happening in our life. And at this stage, you know, um, with not knowing all of this back then, I was like, shucks, man, um, you know, what do you do? What do you do? And I, I went back and I 
dabbled in a few other things and upset home. Cut the story short, I got arrested, worn out for my arrest, and I got locked up in the cells. Um, however, to get there, um, there was a weight that came on me. And I've never felt this way because I've always been brought up, you know, like my dad's saying was, um, hit first, ask questions later, okay? Um, and back then it was quite a good thing, you know, because um, that's what I went on. But however, um, you know, God was doing a work with him, in me back then, even when I didn't actually know him personally. And he actually broke me. He, he said to me, he, he said, go back to your wife, which wasn't my wife then, my partner, and um, you need to face what you've done, you know. So I went back to her house, our house that I got kicked out of, and, um, and uh, I, I, you know, I said, look, I'm sorry, da, da, da. Of course, she's hurt and stuff. Bring the police. They come and put me. I've got in the cells. I was in the cells. This was in 2008. And uh, a man that tried to be hard, and, 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 and all it was was a front. It was a front to cover so many things. So many hurts, so many things I witnessed with these eyes. And the reality of it was that I got in there and I was like, I have to maintain, I have to try at least be, you know, I've got all these other nutters next to me, you know, yeah, 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 you know, it's funny what you hear. And um, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not joking you, I felt this overweight, bearing, weeping, I'll weep. Um, and all I can explain, if you can see, is that concrete floor, I kneeled down on it, and, and in the cells they have these blue tackle bags, okay, like, like, well, I call them tackle bags, but they're blue material over like a mattress, rough as every little move, so I'm down like this, and I wasn't brought up knowing God, it's funny how when you're at your lowest point, you go and pray, anyone does, hey, they go and pray, and I, and, I, and I leaned over, and honestly this weeping was coming over, and I said, Lord, if you're really real, you'll get me out of here and you'll get me back to my family and give me an opportunity to be the man you called me to be. And I said, and I'll try your ways and I'll, and I'll go to church. Well, pretty much um, the things that were against me, I got out. That was my sign. The Lord let me out. I had the court proceedings and all that. Let me out. I walked. Honestly, I don't know what happened. I was... I was I was broken, but I was happy. I was broken, but I was happy. I was like, oh, Lord, I'm taking this. This is good. And I was sad because what I've done to the people around me, they've hurt me. Um, but I was also happy because I was like, I think this is an answer here for me, you know? So I took that, and I took that. That's my sign to go to church and give my heart to the Lord. Uh, one of those things on that is this um, uh, Casey and Tan's um, you know, um, though my leaders just want to honour them as well. Seeing Casey Tan's, uh, Casey, now, if anyone doesn't know, Casey was a brawler too, okay? So he could brawl, and then I saw his life change um, in, ch in church. He started going to church with Tanya, and uh, it, was, it was just one more thing. I was like, far out, well, if he's in there, I'll go there, and, you know, da-da-da. I went to church that Sunday, and I um, gave my heart to the Lord. Praise Jesus Christ. Go get a Hallelujah. Right, um, a broken man, um, you know, uh, set free. Uh, that altar call that I gave my heart to Jesus Christ was um, life changing. The weights and bondage that were on me, literally, I've never felt freedom. 
I've never felt it. When the prayer was um, of Salvation Army, the chains broken off, and I felt free. Like, I felt like I was walking around like this, and I just bang up. And um, not saying that my past actions, okay, not saying my past actions were, um, you know, like they were all wiped clean. There's consequences to our past actions. It's not just like, hey, yep, you're all good. I had to deal with the things that I've done before, and I had to confront them, okay? So there's two parts to this, and one part was, you know, um, coming, to, you know coming to Jesus, knowing Jesus, and walking with him, getting counsel, and right at that time, I know God dropped off the addictions of, um, like, you know, I wasn't a heavy cigarette smoker, just when I'm social, cigarettes, drug, you know, weed, I just like to smoke weed to eat munchy food, to be honest, <laughs> I love munchy food, okay, as you can see. But, um, um, yeah, and pretty much that was the thing, drinking. Um, but the main thing for me was, um, so a lot of that stuff dropped off. Oh, instantly, I'm not joking you. Yes, I, I, I um, screwed up a couple of times, actually, um, during um, you know, the first two years. Um, but, you know, you know, once or twice on the New Year's Eve. Um, but the, the love and want for it dropped off immediately, okay? I, I couldn't explain it. But there are things that I had to walk out as well. I had to walk out the forgiveness um, of, of my wife, of the things I've done to hurt her, and, you know, make her feel safe, secure, that she's got a husband that can provide and be stable um, and, 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 and be, you know, us men as heads of the family. We need to be the foundation. We're the ones that carry the load. So I had to learn all these things and walk them out, and I'm still learning now, I eh, love and um, making sure, you know, um, uh, things are in place, you know, for us to do that. So, um, sorry, Fana, he's all good? Yeah. All right. Um, the thing about all of this as well, so there's another scripture that, um, Ezekiel 36, 26, and it says, And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit. I'll put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. Well, Farno, a lot of the time we had to make our heart hard because we didn't want to feel the emotion in the things that we were doing, okay? And you know, God, and you can try and look up any scientist or stuff to try and, I don't know, make your heart soft. The only one that can do that is Jesus Christ and through his Holy Spirit within us and convict us on the things that need to, you know, change and and, you know, my heart softened. I, you know, even as you saw before, weeping. Like, man, far out. It's, you know, now I'm like, nah, a weeping man is a strong man, you know? You know, um, all those things of us now, you know, of trying to put up a persona that we're this and that. I tell you now, um, the best gangster you can be is for the Lord Jesus Christ and doing his work. Um, so... My phone keeps locking for some reason. Um, life with Christ. Uh, life with Christ is amazing. Um, beautiful marriage. Uh, we, you know, after, I think, 2000 and, 2010, love, was it we got married? Sorry. Um, <laughs> so 2008, we're, um, we gave our hearts to the Lord. And 2010, New Year's Eve, we got married. Um you know, finally, I, I actually got a secure job, and that was by actually working one of the things I did, which, you know, I would never work for free. It, it, to be honest, I wouldn't even go to work for money. Like, it's, I don't know. 
yeah. You know, however, when the Lord comes in and changes your, changes your um, heart, um, you know, your motives shift in your life. And the reality was is that I actually put my hand up. My boss was Grant Hamilton at Isaac's um, Construction. And uh, I said to him, because they're about to lay off, it got real quiet again. I said, man, look, I'll work for free. Even when you don't need me, I'll come in and work for free for you. And just so, you know, I can learn things and da-da-da. That was a big shift. So, you know, my wife got security and stability and a man to provide, okay? Um, and, and the other thing was that um, just after that, we uh, bought, our, bought our home um, in 2000. And, oh, when did we buy that? Oh, anyway, we've bought a home in this time. Um, and, and that was, that's a whole other story. God moved in these circumstances. Uh, I was a, I was a person that done procedures of assets. If you don't know, it's a bankruptcy, you know, form of bankruptcy. And he opened up the doorways for us to buy this house. It's, 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 it's unbelievable. Um, uh, we've um, had our, also our youngest child, Hawaii, our little sweetheart running around. If she's, I don't know where she is, but she'll be, she's awesome. Her prayers are awesome, man. It's awesome. Um, and also, um, we started a, a, funeral, yeah, a company, Funeral Construction in Asheville. Now, this, all of this um, and what we're doing, you know, it's not for us. Um, people may see it for us, but our motives is actually to spread the gospel through what we do. So the likes of, um, hey, we're, we're, like I said, we're only human. And I'll tell you now, ask my workers, some days I'm out the gate, Okay. Well, when they get told off, they get told off, okay? But the reality is, is that God's called me and, um, to do his works, like you, all your works, and he's placed me in a position, um, well, really for, not for me to shine, but the one within me, to come out and, and to lead them to salvation, hey? Um, you, you know, the reality is you might be in the, in the um, wherever your place and God's put you, there's a purpose for you. Whatever age you are, you know, young or old, or young and younger, I'll put it that way for you. Um, <laughs> we have a job to do. And it could be with the neighbour, it could be with Jim's mowing man who's coming to mow your lawns, it could be in our workplace, you know, um, we have a role to play. So on that, I just want to step into uh, quickly, um, have I got a little bit of time? Yeah, quickly on evangelism. So, um, Ground Zero, uh, where Andrew Coombs, that's where I met Andrew Coombs. He took me over to Zimbabwe, saw me. Apparently, I was troubled. Um, and he took me over to Zimbabwe um, to show me, um, make, you know, look in Zimbabwe, look at what's happened, make something of your life. I was, I was young then. Um, and oh, that's the first time I ever witnessed God. I'm not joking here. I thought, I'll be honest with you. I thought you fellas were weird. <laughs> I'm going to be very honest, okay? Because I wasn't brought up in this sort of thing. So I was like, whoa, these people raising their hands, and then you've got people shaking, and, you know. I tell you, now I went to Zimbabwe, and they put me in a church, um, in a church there, and we're helping doing bits and pieces on a church in Zimbabwe. And for the first time in my... So there's downstairs, upstairs, 3,000 down, 3,000 up people, Okay? And they don't have much, but what they have is their faith. 
I tell you. Material things, they don't have much, but their faith is through the roof. I tell you right now, we walked in, and I was like, you know, I think I had my, like, crypt clothes on or something. I had like, all my hoodie and stuff, walked in, thought I was the man. Really, it's just a little boy. And uh, standing there, and the funny thing was is that when the word was spoken, um, I started feeling out of it. I was only young, and then they asked, if you have goosebumps coming down your spine, you know, and you're feeling like you're, sh- you know, you're moving, shaking, come up to the front. So I went out to the front. I tell you now, I got hit. Um, at a young age, I got hit, and I, I, it was all on video. I didn't know what was happening until I watched the video like four hours later. And I head-butted this pole, this pillar, concrete, no word of joke. Like, I was going like this, like, you know, as you do, like, you know, and it was crazy. Honestly, I watched it, I was like, oh, my gosh, that's crazy. But I tell you now, they set Andrew and Emery and, and Dave and, and, and all this that set in motion is that they listened to the call with that purpose in time. I'll, I'll, I'll maybe not be here because if they didn't listen to, the, um, to what God had called them to do in the ground zero. Okay, some things may seem insignificant for us at the time, and what is this going to do? But you never know, for one person, it may affect and, and, and bring out the best in them and give Jesus, you know, Jesus Christ a place and a way to move into them. I'm not here today because, you know, not that I don't want to be because I'm nervous, but I'm here today because I believe that God has called me here for one person, and if it's one person, then I'm doing what I've been asked to do from the Lord. So, you know, on all of this, on evangelism, and there is, a, there is a revival going to happen and happening, and it starts, you know, I believe it's how hungry we are, okay? It's how hungry we are. And the reality to all of this is that, um, you know, in evangelism, in Mark sixteen fifteen, and he said to them, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. This is our mandate. Okay, this is something that we have to, that we're called to do. It's not just to come on Sunday and go away for the other six days and and tuck away and just let everything slide. We are called. We are chosen for the purpose and plan that Jesus Christ has for us here. Another scripture, one Peter two nine. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for His own possession that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Yes, we were once in darkness, but through him we are the light. Yes, the world is going to get darker, but we're going to get brighter. You know, this is our call and our mandate for us to do now. It's not for us to hold back and shrink back. It's time for us to awaken and move and shift the things that Jesus Christ has called us to do. Are you hearing me, church? All right. Um, so, you know, on all of this is that where has God called you? Where are you placed right now? What are the people maybe he's, he's talking to you about to invest in or to put time aside for them? And I'm not just talking to you. This is for me too. You know, the Holy Spirit's talking to me about this as well. Um, a couple of other little scriptures for you. <laughs> So talking about light, Ephesians 5, 14, for anything that becomes visible is light, therefore it says, awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. So yeah, I believe the Lord is calling us to be awakened, okay? Awakening, discerning of what his spirit wants to do in this point of time, 
And the reality is, is that in evangelism and being out there doing what, you know, to be honest, I was just doing what I was doing, and I didn't know the title what I was doing was called evangelism. I was just out sharing, but I didn't actually know it was evangelism, you know. Because the reality is, if God, God, you may not have a life, you know, there's much more people out there have much more bad life or bad experiences and not so much bad experiences out there. But the trauma and Satan uses always the same things to, to brings you fear, insecurities, and he wants to rob what God's got in store for you. That's the reality. You know, so if we, you know, um, you know, if we channel the things um, that, um, that God's got in store for us and put it in use, God's blessing, God's favour uh, will be upon that. And on this note, um, I just give glory and praise um, to him, um, our saviour. And I just pray that, um, uh, you know, that his will will be done today in each, of, each one of your lives. Um, just for my bits and pieces. Um, I just want to thank you for this opportunity to share with you today and honestly it's a privilege and honour. I don't normally do this. I've done this once and that was years ago and um, up in Kaikohe, all right? And, um, and uh, that was hard too, just like now. Um, but I just pray that you have been encouraged and um, that there's a time to arise and awaken in the spirit, not time to sit back and and just watch things go by because, you know, the reality is we've got a calling upon our lives and, a, and we need to take the gospel and speak even when you think that it's not uh, the right place. If it's contrary to the word, you know, we need to speak up and we need to be the light. Don't hold back, push forward because I don't anyway. Ask my wife. And sometimes I should hold back actually. So, um but, you know, that, that I just know my gifting, and, and that's evangelism and, and, and just speaking the truth of what I what God's done in my life. That's all I can share is what God's done in my life. So, <clears throat> um, there's a quick one other thing. Uh, be who God's called you to be. Don't be no one else. Um, because each one of us have a gift to complement each other. Okay? So, you know... What I have, John may not have, but what John has, I don't have. But together, when we, we, we get all together as a church and a congregation, we can strengthen, encourage, sometimes rebuke um, one another to encourage each other in the walk. So, you know, love who God's, um, you know, um, who God's created you. You are fearfully, wonderfully made in the image of him. You know, like, love yourself. Hey, you don't need to please no one, but please him. And on that note... I just want to seal, the, seal my little um, sharing on a prayer, if that's all right, John, and then I'll hand it over to John. All right, Father, Lord, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Father, Lord, I just thank you for this church. Father, Lord, I thank you, Father, Lord, for um, these people, Father, Lord, that you've chosen and you've handpicked and created to, to do the calling and the mandate that, that, that um, you've called upon their lives, Lord. Lord, I pray, Father, Lord, for your power and your anointing to touch each one of these members here um, today, Father, Lord. Lord, I pray, Father, Lord, in the mighty power of the name of Jesus Christ for awakening and uh, um, a shifting and stirring of the Spirit, Father, Lord, within these days, Lord. I pray 
pray for a girding up. Father, Lord, in these days, Lord, I rebuke the devil in the mighty, powerful name of Jesus Christ and every assignment upon your people, Father. Lord, I pray for a unity, not just within different churches, Lord, but within a nation of the Christians, Father, Lord. I pray for a unity to get together, Father, Lord, and push through to the power and the will that you have for this um, for this time, for this season. Lord, I thank you that we are chosen for this season to be the light and shine. And Father, Lord, I give you glory, give you praise, Father, Lord. And I just... Um, I just, we just love you and adore you, and uh, and everyone said in the mighty, powerful name of Jesus Christ, name. Amen. Amen. Wow, wow. Hey, can we stand up and and just really give Jesus some praise for what we've just heard today of the power, His power to change a life. Wow, wow, wow. God, you are incredible. Do it over and over again, Lord. Do it over and over again and use us, Lord Jesus. Use us, Lord Jesus. Use us, Lord Jesus. Help something to shift in our hearts, Lord, that you become more and we become less. Let our, let our self-respect and our pride and all of those things drop away, Lord, that we would chase after you. Chase after you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Can we just thank Tahu and as you're seated? I'm going to talk to you just for a moment or two. Kahu, as you're seated. It's such a uh, privilege to hear someone who, who has um, been Im- impacted by the power of God and changed. Um, and just with vulnerability, really just sharing their story. Every one of our stories are different, and God wants us to be able to share it openly and honestly with people because it impacts it gets below all the radar stuff, or all the, all the um, shield stuff, and it gets into the heart, and we realize, hey, I'm like that person. I'm, I've had stuff like, that's happened like that too, and if God can do it for them, he can do it for me. You know, I believe um, the best evangelists in New Zealand are, in history, Maori people. I would put T.W. Ratner as probably New Zealand's finest evangelist. Look at what was accomplished through that man in our country. And, and Kahu, I just see, you know, that evangelistic gift on you. I think you're going to be doing it more. You know, you've got a story to be celebrated, but the, the things that really excited me was when you talked about employing prisoners, guys out of prison, you know, and seeing the change come in their lives too. And no, I don't want nothing to do with your God, but after a while they're in church alongside you and, and you know, and gang patches being given back. That just really, really excites me. And, and I think as, as this revival that Kahu's talking about comes upon New Zealand, we will see many Māori evangelists who, who are some of the strongest and most powerful people because they can speak out of, out of their experience and they can say words that can impact into people's lives, but not everyone is an evangelist. The church has often tried to make all of us evangelists, and we get into trouble when we do that. But every one of us is a witness not everyone, Kahu, sorry, we, Tahu, a friend of ours, died two weeks ago, and so I'm just mixing the names, but um, Kahu is like as an evangelist, or Rowan as an evangelist, or Robert as an evangelist, or, or Carol Simpson as an evangelist, are like the point of the spear 
But every one of us is part of that same spearhead as well because God calls us to be missional. If we say, oh, it's all up to the evangelists, and this is what Kahu was saying, we're all involved. If we say it's all up to the evangelists, we're missing our part. The, the point of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, Acts 1.8, was that the Holy Spirit would come upon his people and he would cause them to be witnesses. And we may not be the ones who are good at, at just really clinching the deal and doing the job, but every one of us should be out there sharing about Jesus Christ. You know, God, God has a plan, and his plan is so simple. Just put the scriptures up here, if you would, and I'll see if I can read them. It says, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled on. You're also the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people put a, a, a light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand, and I thought of getting a ladder and climbing the ladder. God wants us to climb as high as we can and shine our light out to people. We should give up this embarrassment of the gospel. Oh, I, don't, I couldn't mention that I'm a Christian. We should just say, get lost, and climb the ladder and say, I am a Christian. You know, um, when someone says, what do you do? We should say, I'm a Christian who pretends to was thinly veiled as a teacher. Or I'm a Christian who is thinly veiled as a shop assistant, you know, but actually the fundamental thing of who I am is I'm a Christian. And when we put it out there, it's only natural that we'll talk about Jesus Christ. And we may not be the person who does the actual uh, uh, inviting someone to come to Christ. You might find that really tongue-tied and hard, but Kahu doesn't, and Rowan doesn't, and Robert doesn't. And when, when we get around the people who are evangelists and we use our missional Let's just go on a bit more. In the message, it says this. Let me tell you why you're on the planet. You're here to be the salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors in the earth. And if you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? If you've lost your, use, you've lost your usefulness and you will end up in the garbage. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be the light bringing out the God colors in the world. God's not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill, as public as a preacher standing on top of a, a, a step ladder, trying not to fall off, but saying, I'm a Christian, and so are most of you. If I make you light bearers, God says, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. You know, salt and light, salt and light. Salt has many different purposes, but, but salt, some of the things that it's for uh, are, let me just find where, I'm, where, I'm, uh, where I wrote it down. It's potent. It makes people thirsty. How much does our amount of God in, us, in our lives make people thirsty? Is there maybe more of the river of life that flows within you, that could be tapped, that would allow an overflow? Do you come to church to be filled up worshiping him for two or three? Or is it just for enough for you so you go home? When Kahu's guys came to our place and, did, and fixed our driveway, um, I could immediately tell one of the guys that was there was a Christian because there was just an overflow in his life. I said something about being a pastor, just putting it out there, 
and this beaming smile came across his face, and I immediately knew there was just an overflow of life in him. How much overflow of life have we got? Are you making people thirsty? When you go out of a room, do people go, I want to hang around with that person more? That's what we're supposed to be like. So maybe some of us have to change how, how, we, how we fill up. You know, we come in each day, we're like a big car coming in, and the, the petrol, uh, uh, what do you call that thing? Gets put in the back, and, 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 it's, and the diesel or the, the fuel goes in. But are you just getting up to a certain amount because you've just got that much, or do you want to overflow with it? We need to overflow. And... and and another thing salt does is we put it on our food to change boring food into something that's palatable. And that tells me that we're not allowed to have a boring life. How boring is your life? We're not, I'm not going to say anything. You can, you can decide for yourself. But you should, be, you should have an abundant life. You should have a big life. You should have a greater than you and me life. We need to live that abundant life that Jesus has so that when we come into the room, people are interested. And what have you been up to this week? And when we leave, people are going, wow, I wish I could have a life as good as that person's life. Why does all, you know, why, why does all this good stuff happen around them? They should be saying, doesn't necessarily happen around me, but look at what God's doing with them. That's what God wants for us. And you know, light, light just shines in the darkness. And, and we need to get rid of that thinking, that embarrassed thinking about saying that we're Christians. God, you know, the, the Bible says that we can actually um, get, get shut down because we hold back. I was with some pastors this week, and, and we, we just started talking. It just happened. One of them said, he said, I had an aha moment. He says, I'm at my grandson's um, rugby game, and, and I'm with the camera, and I'm taking photos, and I'm cheering them on, and suddenly the Holy Spirit speaks to me. And he says, you can be a chaplain to all the parents of the kids that are out there. And you even know some of them already. He said, he put the camera away. And started thinking, flip, I do. I could actually be a chaplain to these people. The Holy Spirit said, every one of them's got problems and difficulties that you can talk to them about, and every one of them needs me. And another pastor that was there, he had a story. Excuse me while I find something that'll remind me. Oh, yeah. This pastor said, I was on the, on the coast and um, I was buying a toy car. He's in this store uh, with his wife, and he comes up with a toy car. And the shop assistant, the lady shop assistant, gives his wife a bit of a, uh, gives him a bit of a barb and says, he's a real keeper, isn't he? In other words, all these gifts that he could be buying for you, and he's buying a little toy car. And, and his wife says back, ha-ha, you know. And, and then, uh, but actually he is a keeper. We've been married 33 years. And, and she said, yeah, yeah, my husband and I, we're, we're 37 years, uh, but, he's, but he's really sick. And suddenly this pastor says, he said, I had a Holy Spirit moment where I heard your voice, John. He said, you, you've been talking to us about taking risks and, and, and engaging with people when those sort of moment comes. So he said, I found myself saying, hey, we're Christians. Would you mind if we prayed for your husband? Jesus can heal him. 
And he said, while others were waiting behind them in the line, they prayed for her. And she says, yes, and starts crying. Isn't that cool? And another pastor says, i got another story. He says, just recently I got rung on the phone. Uh, some people I don't know, but they were at a wedding that I took 20 years ago. And he said, they rang me up and said, our marriage is in trouble. We need to talk to you. He says, I'm not very good at counseling. They said, that doesn't matter. Um, we trust you and, and we, we need your help. He says, he goes to their home. And he said, some of the millionaires in our city go into this palatial home. And, and he said it was really interesting because they're, they're full on yelling at each other in their counselling session <laughs> in front of him. At the end, he says, can I pray uh, for you? And the husband says, no, I don't believe any of that stuff. I don't believe in your God. He says, doesn't matter. I believe in him. And he prayed for him. And he said, I'm now up to the, about the fourth session. On the third one, the guy said to me, he said, I want you to know I'm praying to your God. And, and Kim, my friend, he says, oh, He's so close. He's so close. And, and I'm sure I'm going to hear a story of something happens there. And then I said, I, look, for me, I've had an amazing week. He said, I had the privilege of leading someone to the Lord in my truck last Sunday night, sitting outside the church here. We're driven. I'd been talking to him about, uh, but he, he unexpectedly said he wanted to become a Christian as I was talking with him. I'm going, you sure? Uh, yeah, and so I said, okay, come on, we'll drive to church. And I got to lead him to the Lord just outside the front, the front gates there. I talked to him about, about repentance from sin and what did he want to be forgiven for. And he says, yeah, I need to get these things right with, with Jesus Christ. Missional, doing our little bit. And here's what I'm trying to say. If we will become a missional people, the Bible says, um, open up your homes Open up your house. Be generous with the things in our lives and bring people into our orbit and share our story with them. And if we will do our missional bit and then connect them with a kahu or a rowan, imagine what will happen in the kingdom of God. We don't, it's not their job. It's great to hear the story of how kahu has got such power and authority to be able to speak what he's able to speak. But it's not his job to do it alone. It's his job to have behind. He's to be out in front, but behind him is all of us. Imagine what would happen if this year we all said, let's throw an event, a barbecue, and let's invite Rowan to come and be part of it as well as the barbecue. How many people are really going to hear about the gospel of Jesus Christ and the need that they have? to ask Jesus into their own lives. Hey, if this is exciting to you, if this is something that you actually want to take away and say, God, 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 this is going to be my normal. This is going to be my life. Stand to your feet. You may not be the evangelist, although there are many in this room, and we need you to rise up, evangelists. But every one of us is a witness. Every one of us has a mouth. Every one of us has a story. And if we will put the evangelists and all of us in mission, mission together. We will have an amazing, amazing start in that revival. So God, I pray that you will take us by the hand and God, you will speak powerfully into each of our lives. May the things that need to just get less, get less. And God, may the, the, just the joy of knowing you and, being, and the desire to share you with people grow. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.
Can the music team come just while I have a chat to Robin? I don't know if you've really noticed it. Robin was just highlighting it. But God introduced me to Billy Graham, the alive one. And he came and spoke here. And God introduced me unexpectedly to Joseph and Leslie. And they came and spoke here. And God introduced me to Kahu. And Andrew said to me, he said, Kahu is the real deal. You can trust him. And so I invited him to come and to speak today, and I'm so glad I did. And it is all because God is saying, this is what the normal Christian life looks like. This is what our future looks like. We've talked today about at least three people coming to Christ in the last couple of weeks. Bring it on. Bring it on, God. And all 